Welcome to the Front Porch Talks podcast with Grayson Willis and Pastor Margaret Michael, where you'll hear inspiring stories that are filled with hope and good news in Jesus Christ. Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis. And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael. Thanks for tuning in today. And Pastor Margaret, if you'd just start out by telling us a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Well... Today is um, a new day, like Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 tell us that the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh every morning. And in this season, uh, where we're dealing with the coronavirus, um, the COVID-19, this is still true for us today. And today I just wanted to take... Um, a half hour, and we talk about this being a half hour of hope for your life. And, you know, um, in the recent uh, outbreak of the coronavirus, we've needed some hope. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, Grayson, you can speak to what it's been like for you, but I have certainly received a lot of encouragement from God's Word. And I had some moments that I was like, what is happening right now? You know, this is new. We've not dealt with this before. And I can tell you that there were a couple nights that I didn't lay awake all night. But when I woke up, that's what I thought about. And I had to give that over to God. And so today, I don't want to spend so much time talking um, about how I feel about it or what my experience has been. I do want to share a little bit of testimony of what that's been like for me, but really I want to share today what God has to say to us as his people um, in a time like this. And so do you have anything to share, Grayson, as far as what that's been like for you? Have you looked for paper towels and uh, toilet paper in the grocery store and found none? (laughs) Well, uh, luckily for me, to this point, I haven't had to do that. But like you said, it is hard to find those things in our times. As you were talking, first of all, the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about we wanted to focus on his word is certainly there's no greater hope in these times than the word of God and the promises of God, that he promises never to leave us or forsake us. And uh, that though we may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil because he is with us. Now, it doesn't mean we won't have fears because I'm sure a lot of people are experiencing fear, but it just means that he is with us. He will walk with us. We are not alone. And I was just also thinking about how we've been affected by these times. I know in general, the church has had to be creative as far as staying connected with the people while we're disconnected physically. We have to stay connected spiritually. And whether that's online church or through social media avenues or whatever that looks like for you, maybe for you it's listening to the radio. And so we pray that this program today will bring you hope and that the scriptures we share and the words of God will encourage you and bring hope to your life in such uncertain, uncharted territory. Yeah, it's so true. His word stands true and his promises are unchanging and he is unchanging. And that is a solid foundation in a day where things are in our world seem shaky and we can look around us and we can uh, vertically, you know, we can look around it horizontally and we can see what's going on around us 
And that can cause us to be on a little shaky ground. But when we can get that vertical, um, we can look up and uh, look to God and to his word. Uh, there is a lot of comfort in the word. And I want to share some of that today. And the first thing, um, it's a little bit of a lengthy read, but I think it's good for us. Um, I started out at the end of this scripture and got to the beginning. So I'm going to start and read not the whole chapter of Psalm 139, but a good share of it, um, because I want to encourage us with the words that uh, the Lord has spoken to us through um, King David. Psalm 139, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride on the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. And those last two scriptures are where I landed in the midst of my seeking God for answers as I was beginning to realize that the state that we were in with things closing down and just having questions. And, you know, Grace and I have over the years looked back at the Old Testament and how God um, dealt with people um, and the, uh, the Israelites and the children of Israel. And that was important that we were focused on God. And it's so easy in this day, maybe we don't even realize. It's like the scripture, the sermon series we've been in recently that Brian and Pastor Adrian um, shared with us about drifting. Sometimes there's a drift and we don't even realize it. Yeah, I think that's the key part about drifting is it's not sudden. We don't realize that it's a gradual thing. It's not something that we intend to happen. It's just we get sidetracked by something. It's a slow fade, so yes. to speak. And 
as you're reading Psalm 139, those last two verses stuck out to me, particularly our anxious thoughts. Mm -hmm. In these days, I'm sure there can be a lot of anxious thoughts, but he knows those. And that's time for us to say, Lord, search me and Mm -hmm. let me know if there's any things that I might be unpleasing to you or drifting as you were talking about drifting away because we certainly want our faith to be stronger as Christians in these days. We want him. We can't do that on our own. Only through Christ can we be strong in troubled times. And certainly the church needs to continue being the church as Pastor Adrian Mm -hmm. has said um, multiple Sundays um, during this time. But also what stuck out to me is you know, we're never going to escape his presence that Mm -hmm. no matter where we go, he is there and he goes before us, Mm -hmm. it says. And he knows, you know, his thoughts are too great for us to know, but he knows, you know, he knows how all this is going to end up and he has a plan. We might not be able to see it right now, but he has a plan for all of us. And I think as, you know, even those listening today that know Christ, man, when I read the word at the end of Psalm 139, search me, O God, and know my heart. I really think this is a time, if there was ever a time for us as believers, to make sure there's nothing in us that would keep God's best from our life, from us being able to minister to other people. And as I read that scripture, God did not reveal some, and I'm going to contradict myself here in a minute, but God didn't reveal some gross sin in my life. And I say that because I haven't, like, you know, murdered anyone or, you know, any of those big sins that we would say. But he showed me some things that he wanted me to do differently. Now, if it was something that needed some correction, God sees sin no different, right? He Mm -hmm. sees it doesn't matter what that sin is. Sin is sin. And so... What he showed me may not have been huge in people's eyes, but it was something I knew I had to deal with immediately, and I have dealt with that. And it was really entering into some relationships that it's easy to drift away from. And I can't tell you, as I went into the next session of worship, how different my worship was and how different this time has been because, number one, I know that he is still in my life because he showed me something I needed to fix. And that was encouraging. And, and, you know, speaking of just that worship, uh, another scripture, the Lord is to be praised. Psalm 145, 1 through 3 says, I will extol you, my God, O King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised, and his greatness is unsearchable. It is important in these days that we, as we look vertically, that we are praising him, that we are in that place of worship. There's been some songs that have been really uh, strong on my heart, and I would encourage you, whatever really ministers to you in song, to make sure that you're spending time in worship. Well, Pastor Margaret, you were talking about how we should spend time in worship with God during these times. And, you know, a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us have some extra time with events and different stuff being canceled, you know, things being closed. And God has really put it on my heart during this time 
to spend more time, whether it be in his word or listening to worship music or even in time in prayer. Certainly, um, we need to spend time in prayer and that's where we'll get our strength in this time is through his word and through prayer. And so I've been convicted to make sure that I'm not just spending more time on social media or more time right. watching television, but spending time in his word and in prayer and in worship, whether that be listening to Christian music on the radio or whatever that might be. And I think just being out in creation, and that's one thing I've really noticed. A lot of people are taking time to go to the mountains and hike and just to be outside and be with family. And that is so powerful. Our children will never forget this time as you know they look back and see how um, things kind of slowed down. And I was walking um, early on when all this first started and the church was still open and Kids Harbor was here, our daycare center. And I was walking in the front door one morning at church and it was a beautiful morning. And one of the preschool uh, teachers had the children out, three-year-olds out in front of the church. And they were just, she's like, we're getting some fresh air. And about that time, a bird just burst into song right in a bush right next to the children. And to watch the children turn and begin to look at that bird. And, you know, that might seem small, but I talked to them in that moment about God's creation and being outside and being in nature and just see what God has placed around us that sometimes we get so busy that we don't notice those things. And it's been really a lot of fun to watch people notice more of God's creation. And as you were talking about that experience or that encounter, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking about how the Bible says we must become as little children if we want to enter the kingdom of God. And, you know, they noticed it, they recognized it. And like you said, you recognized it. But, you know, we just simple things like that, that we take for granted a lot of time in the hustle and bustle of life. We've kind of been able to be still and know that he is God. And that is applied for all generations. And, you know, be still and know that he is God. You know, the Lord is sovereign. Psalm 103, 1 tells us the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. The Lord is with us. You know, we don't need to fear. He is our strength and our refuge. You know, Isaiah 41, 9 um, and 10. This is a beautiful scripture. I just actually texted this scripture to someone this morning that is struggling. It says, I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. A few years back, Neil Armstrong, who landed on the moon, was sharing about when he went into outer space, and as he left the earth and he got far enough away from the earth, the scripture in Isaiah 40 where it says, I sit enthroned above the circle of the earth. He got to see that. He saw the circle of the earth and he understood that scripture. And so this scripture in Isaiah 41 is such a powerful scripture in my life that God does see us, that he knows where we are and he hasn't rejected us. He hasn't lost sight of where we are. Um, Psalm 146 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. These are comforting words in these days as we can know that we can look for him and he will be there for us. Yeah, Pastor Margaret, Psalm 46, 1, that really sticks out to me. 
particularly in the time we're going through, you know, we all need a refuge and mm-hmm. we certainly need strength. We can't do it on our own strength, That's only right. through his. And that strength, it says, comes in, is present in time of trouble. Mm-hmm. It's our help in time of trouble. So. Yes. And, you know, as I turn to him, um, I think of the scripture in Matthew 4, um, as Jesus was coming into ministry, you know, he had been in the desert, um, he had been tempted Um, by the devil, and he is beginning his ministry. In Matthew 4, uh, the words uh, that, these are the words that Jesus said as he began to preach. Repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And you know, this is a word for us today. It's a serious word. He is our refuge and strength. We have a responsibility, Right. right, to not overlook those words that this was at the beginning of his ministry. These are some of the first words that he shares. And after this, we go into the Beatitudes, which is a beautiful picture of as we repent of our sins and turn to God, the kingdom of heaven becomes very near to us. Uh, The spirit lives in us. So that's powerful. And it's just a really good word for us today. You know, we have the Lord's assurance that he is for us. Uh, If he's for us, who can be against us? And uh, as you were talking, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking about you were saying repent of your sins, turn to God, and that the kingdom of God is near. We don't know when he's going to return, but we need to be ready. We need to make sure that we're all ready because that time is different for each and every one of us. And we don't, you know, we're not promised tomorrow So we need to live each day like it could be our last because we just don't know. That's true. And I'll just make one comment on that, Grace. And that's so true. We have to be ready, but we also have to be ready to share with others the good news of God and the good news of the gospel. And there there was a, a quote, and the quote was, Christianity is one hungry beggar telling another where he found bread. Right. And isn't that what this is about? Right. Is as we begin to as God gives us hope and gives us strength, we need to share with those around us that are lost where we're finding our bread. Right. What are we living on these days? And Jesus is the bread of life. Right. Right. And uh, I know the Bible says too that, uh, you know, it says that he doesn't want anybody to perish, but everybody to receive everlasting life. And we as Christians should want that too. Absolutely. And we should take this good news, this light, and not hide it under a basket, but put it on a hilltop for all to see, to share the good news of Christ that we have with others and not wanting anybody to perish, but everybody to come to everlasting life. Yeah, we're the church. Like there's no plan B. Jesus for for such a time as this has placed us here to be light in the midst of darkness. And one way to be light in darkness is to spread the good news of Christ mm-hmm. to others. And these scriptures that we're sharing are all promises of God that uh, we can share. And we can share, you know, our experience that we've had with Christ, how he's, these promises have been real mm-hmm. in our own lives and Isaiah fifty four seventeen says, No weapon that is formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that accuses you in judgment you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Yeah, the Lord fights for us. 
this is a promise that no weapon formed against us will prosper, and that is great. But that also comes at the heels of knowing that we have responsibilities too. It's not just the Lord fights for us, but we have some responsibilities. Right. And he outlines those so beautifully in Second Chronicles 7.14. Um, and if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and heal their land. So we have a great responsibility to make sure that we do ask him to search us, that we do seek his face, that we do turn away from sin. And God tells us that if we can accept the responsibility of a believer and do these things, then I will hear from heaven, he says, and he will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. And I think this is a real strong message for the children of Israel. And, you know, because of Christ going to the cross for us and dying for our sin, right. we have been adopted in as the children of God. And so we can take this scripture from Second Chronicles 7.14 and we can lay that over the grid of our lives because we've been adopted into the family of God. And so with that comes responsibility, but also with it becomes forgiveness right. and God's promise to heal our land. And so, wow. Yeah, and as you were reading that scripture, Pastor Margaret, I was thinking about how it's a partnership with yeah. us and the Lord. You know, we have three responsibilities. We have to be humble. We have mm -hmm. to humble ourselves. We have to pray, and we have to seek His face. Mm -hmm. And if we do those three things, then... He will hear from heaven. He will forgive our sins and he will heal our land. Yeah. And so we just, as the ones called by his name, we need to make sure that we're being faithful and seeking, praying and humbling mm -hmm. so that he will forgive our yes. land and so that he will heal us. Yeah. And, you know, First uh, John 1, 9 says that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And he justifies us. Right. And that is justification is justice if I had not sinned. Right. Um, isn't that beautiful that he does that for us? Um, he gives us a clean slate. And, you know, as believers, I think it's a really good thing just to allow God to assess the situation, right. <laughs> so to speak, yeah. um, where we are today says he throws our sins as far as the east is to the west you know yes. he you know to use a modern term he expunges our sins mm -hmm. they no longer exist the blood that he sacrificed on the cross washes our sins away right and you know it's easy um to drift we've both um recognized that that it is very easy to do that and it's easy uh to find ourselves in a place that we're not sure how we got there. But, you know, um, God has never been closer. Like, He is there ready and available for us. It's just doing an about-face, right? Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, someone in the military when they do that about-face. It is mm -hmm. a very intentional move. Right. Um, it is intentional. It's not a haphazard thing. It is very—it's just a move right. that you know that you're looking in a different direction. Right. When you do an about face and the beautiful thing about that is that God's peace 
in a time of high anxiety is available through the Holy Spirit in each one of us as believers. All we have to do is allow him in so that we can access that great power. Um, John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. That's pretty, mm-hmm. it's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Yeah, it's a commandment. Don't let your heart be troubled. <laughs> That's the way I see it. It's yes. encouragement, but it's also a commandment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we talked a little bit about drifting today, and that's an unintentional thing, Yes, you know, drifting. But you were talking about, you know, obeying God's word and his promises. That's something that we have to be intentional about doing. Yes. It's not drifting it's the opposite of drifting it's we have to make a point to do these things and i was thinking about something that pastor billy here at the church said a while back in a message about how we don't just drift into holiness we don't just drift into doing god's will we have to be intentional because there is a real enemy out there and he wants to do whatever he can to cause us to drift Mm. to cause us to get off of God's word and listening and obeying God's word for us. You know, I just have a story about drifting that I have to share. Back before that I'd accepted Christ and I was living a pretty good, well, not a good, but I was living a life of rebellion. And I remember one Sunday morning, um, Steve and I decided that we're going fishing. We went up to Elkhorn Lake. We took the boat. And this was years ago before we had children. And uh, it was a really windy day. And the lake was lined with fishermen. They had just stocked trout. So everyone was there fishing. And we're fishing, just having a good old time. And all of a sudden, we realized we were at the other end of the lake. The wind, we had drifted the entire length of the lake. And so we went to start the boat. It was a John boat, not a big boat. Start the John boat, and the battery was dead. So we drifted. We hadn't been plugged into the charge. Like, you know, if you're not plugged in um, to the source, you could find yourself in trouble. And we also realized at that moment that we'd forgotten the paddles. Uh-oh. Uh-oh is right. So we're at the other end of the lake, and that John boat was pretty heavy, and so is the battery. If you fished on a John boat, you know what I'm talking about. And so the only thing we could do is take it out of the water. And now, because we had been unplugged from the battery charger, we didn't charge the battery, we didn't remember to bring the paddles, we were at the other end of the lake, and we had to get the boat from the other end of the lake all the way around to where the truck was. Now, the lake was lined with fishermen and not one person helped us. No one acted like they even noticed that we were carrying the boat. They probably just knew we were embarrassed and they didn't want to look at us. And the boat and the battery together were so heavy that Steve would carry the battery away and then we carried the boat away until we got all the way back to the truck. And that was the consequences of not being um, plugged into the source. Um, It was the consequences of drifting and not paying attention. And it happens when we're not looking, when we don't think anything about it. And the big thing that I learned that day was I'll never fish on Sunday morning ever again because there were consequences to that. Our responsibility is to keep our focus on Jesus. He is unmoving, unchanging. And 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 says this, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. 
since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. And and so just in closing today, I want to share just a paragraph from a devotional that I read recently. And it starts out asking the question, why is this happening, Lord? And why is it happening to me? And the author, Chris Tigreen, says in this devotional, the better questions to ask in a difficult season are, Lord, what are you doing in this situation? How do you want to reveal yourself? Those questions are answered much more often. In the meantime, we need to understand that God is far more interested in our faith than in our understanding. When we believe and God responds to our faith, we become a catalyst for the display of his nature, a foretaste of the revelation of the children of God. History is headed toward a final unveiling, but as with all things in the kingdom, we have opportunities to bring future things into present experience. The world wants to see the God of power, provision, protection, comfort, mercy, and love in you. In every circumstance, let it be. Father, you know how easily I become focused on my own situations. Lift my eyes to see beyond them to the work you are doing in my life. Let me be a demonstration of your glory, even or especially in my most difficult times. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that it's been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries. Thanks for listening to today's podcast of Front Porch Talks. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe for updates and the latest episodes. Also, if you're in the Harrisonburg, Rockingham County area, we invite you to listen on the radio each Sunday at noon on 1470 AM or 102.1 FM WBTX.